All right. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, happy Monday, everyone that's listening. Uh, thank you for tuning in here to 1150 AM KKNW. Uh, this is, in fact, the Mother's Justice Show. Uh, and as you may or may not know, uh, we uh, are the benefiting from uh, the grace of Reverend Walden, uh, who's allowed us to take this space once a month to talk about our work around Black legacy homeowners and that work in the community. So, uh, so yeah, if you were tuning in to hear Reverend Walden today, she most certainly will be back next week, and we'll be talking about all of the things associated with the um, with the Mother's Justice Show. But uh, for today, we are going to take over the show and talk about. Uh, the Black Legacy Homeowners uh, Movement. It's really a movement now at this point uh, that's going on in and around Seattle. Uh, and just to bring folks up to speed, we're at blacklegacyhomeowners.org. And the, the Black Legacy Homeowners is a group of uh, homeowners, a network, if you will, of folks that are really interested in stopping the wave of uh, gentrification and the erasure of the uh, Black community in Seattle. Uh, and one way we're doing that is giving people the uh, tools, education, and empowerment to make the best decisions around their property. Uh, we know that uh, the Black community has most certainly fell victim to uh, many predatory practices over the years, uh, uh, including redlining and and uh, other types of gentrification. And what we're doing with our members, uh, again, is giving them the tools to make the best decisions with their property. And so for some of our members, that's really a focus on helping them at their darkest and lowest times. Oftentimes, we make poor financial decisions um, when we don't see a way out. And so uh, for some folks, that could be the knock on the door from that predatory developer as the bills pile up and you slide into foreclosure, right? And so we want to connect our members with, you know, foreclosure assistance and other programs in the community that will allow them to hang on to their home. Uh, you know, and, and we had uh, Ms. Linda Taylor on the program from the Urban League uh, a few months ago where we talked about some of those programs and resources for folks that may be close to, um, you know, losing their home for whatever reason. The other thing we're doing uh, is also connecting, you know, our members and neighbors with, you know, the resources to uh, ensure generational wealth, right? And that means, uh, what you know, what does that mean? That means giving, setting up the instruments and tools that allow you to put the home or the property in a trust, making sure that the will and is uh, is in place, and that families are talking to one another about the best way to move forward to can to continue uh, keeping these uh, properties in the family, if you will, or at least making the <coughs> excuse me best decision around what to do with that. And oftentimes, that's having our legal documents in order. Right, and it's not just about death. Oftentimes, uh, you know, folks can uh, something can happen to somebody, and <laughs> excuse me. Next thing you know, they're not in a position to be able to um, 
to uh, express themselves and what they would like to have happen with their property. Uh, and then, of course, um, you know, we're connecting neighbors and educating folks about how to improve their property. One of the ways that we're going to be able to keep our homes and keep our families together is to uh, improve those properties. There's lots of ways to make improvements, uh, not only with basic repairs, if you will, uh, you know, new roofs or porches or small repairs, you know, windows and the like, but we're talking also about really major improvements to the property, adding, uh, adding to the property. You know, there's things out here like ADUs and DEDUs, and we'll get into all of those terms with our guests today, but uh, you know, that means the ability to build on your property in a way that you're able to, uh, you know, financially benefit from that. Uh, and that it could include bringing your family back from wherever they have moved so they can all be uh, back home at, at Big Mama's house, if you will. Right. So um, lots to talk about, but that's what the Black Legacy Homeowners Network is all about. We're about uh, connecting neighbors with resources, the education, and the tools to make the best decisions around their property, uh, especially in a time where most of the the talk around, uh, uh, you know, the the most of the talk in the city is about you know rents and rent control and 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 workforce housing and the like, and and we do want to see those things as being in, as important to our community. However. Um, in the black community, there's a lot of people left and there's a lot of property and we need to hang on to it or at least make the best decisions with it. So with that in mind, I really wanna um, bring on our next guest. Our super guest is, uh, is a guy that's doing, his company is doing amazing work. Uh, we've been, he's been a part of our uh, group. He's also a black legacy homeowner himself, uh, which makes it even more special when we have you know, homeowners that can come to us and talk to us about the work they do, but have that duality also as a homeowner and a person who's interested in legacy, but also as a person that has a business uh, that is in the business, if you will, of also supporting uh, homeowners, especially Black legacy homeowners in that work. So without further, further ado, I'd like to welcome to the program, uh, Mr. Caleb Jackson, who is with the Uplift Investment Group. Caleb, how are you doing today? I'm doing, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Welcome to the program. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, we talk uh, from time to time and, uh, you know, I'm just really excited to, you know, uh, the, you know, we talked about meeting today and I'm like, hey, you know what, let's just get you on the show so community can hear about you know the work that we've got planned and the work that you're already doing and and how all that comes together so um before we go any further i did mention a little bit about you know adus and dadus and some of that work but can you uh just take a moment briefly uh and and give us an a, a little you know kind of a overview of what the Uplift Investment Group is all about and the work that you're doing here in the community through that project. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and before I get going, I'll say thanks for having me. Um, it's an honor and I really appreciate you uh, bringing me into the space and, you know, and and 
and acting as a navigator for me here. So I appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, I'll just I'll talk a little bit about you know myself and what's led me to this work, um, and then you know kind of get into what the company does. Uh, so my name is Caleb Jackson. Um, as Shikunde said, I am a legacy homeowner. I've been in Seattle my entire life, born and raised, born over at Children's Hospital, raised on Rainer and Othello my entire life. Um, there's no place more um, homey in the world to me than Othello Park. That's like where I spent most of my childhood. So that just gives you an idea of how Seattle, um, my, my ties to the Seattle community. Uh, when I got out of college, I got into real estate fast. I was never uh, um, a real estate agent. I was always an investor. And so I dove right in. I bought pretty much one house a year. Uh, a year out of college, all the way up until I owned about five homes in the Seattle um, Puget Sound area. And I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. And then um, uh, right around 2018, when I was like deep in my love for this this industry that provided so much for me, I started to see, I started to like look around, you know, it's kind of one of those moments where you you see that, you know, life, um, an industry, a person, they're not all sunshines and rainbows, right? The honeymoon phase ended. And when that honeymoon phase ended, I seen like how extractive and how damaging and destructive this industry real estate was to my community. I started to look at all the homes that had been sold. And up until that point, I thought that, hey, you know, like they had some they probably got the best deal for themselves. They probably knew what they were doing. And then I seen, no, these are predators, right? Between, you know, these predatory lending practices, predatory developers, um, uh, reverse mortgages. You know, I can go on and on on like how, how, what like the horrors that they were doing to the community, right? Not to mention, this is a community that, you know, they've already done their fighting, right? They've already done the fighting through some of the things you were talking about, Shakunde, redlining, right? They've already weathered that storm. They weathered the restrictive covenants storm, right? Where it said that Black people in places like Laurelhurst and Madrona and places, you cannot be here if you're Black unless you're a servant. You cannot work. I mean, you cannot rent or own this property. You cannot be here unless you are a servant. So they weathered that storm um, sundown laws, you know, just a plethora of stuff. And now, you know, 30, 40 years later, they're get, they're dealing with these predatory developers trying to take their house for a song. And it was, you know, that was 2018. That was like a dark time for me, right? It was like, you know, I kind of seen what was going on. And, um, you know, that's when we started to create up the investment group. And the goal of it at first was really just to preserve the Black wealth, right? Make sure that people did two things. One, understood the value so even if you do sell you know like selling for us is well we do we we it's our least favorite option but even if you do worst case scenario you'll get what you deserve for the property right you'll get the best value um and if you don't want to sell even better and you want to develop your own property let's give you some of the tools you know the the access to architects and structural engineers and developers and ones that are actually for the community and that are community minded and they're also experts in that field. Let's get them those resources so that it, that hopefully when they develop, they can do it in a way that they come from a base of knowledge with trusted people. Um, and then the second thing is, like, as you know, um, this generational wealth term, it's so, it's so cliche and it like gets brought up it a is. lot. And, <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, I, 
I get it, you know, um, when sometimes it's frustrating, but like, you know, as you know, me and you have talked, Shikande, like we really mean it. Like with the generational wealth, there's the wealth part, but then the generational part means we got to teach the next generation. We got to yeah, make sure. Yeah, yeah, that's the part, man. I mean, I, I really feel you when I say when you say that because um, I use that term just as it as it gets everybody just into the the framework of what we're talking about right and uh and and then and then once we're all in the same place and we're talking about okay how do we make things better for the next generation um i run into people all the time where uh and it really runs the gamut right there's people that really feel as though uh all resources need to be channeled into the trust and be prepared for the next generation and then i on the other end of the spectrum I run into people where they say, um, you know what, generational wealth is really about me training up my, my my kids to where they have the generational knowledge to be, yeah. they might get a piece of what I have, but it's more about them being in a place more educated uh, and able to uh, have the tools to be great in this world right and they kind of point to people like uh uh warren buffett you know who said mm-hmm. he's not giving his kids nothing right even yeah. though he's the richest people in the world he's giving them like this really modicum of things and he says well they should be prepared and have the tools i've given them the tools to be great and yep. so um yeah i see it for both i see the whole gamut but uh you know what i think it's uh time for us to take a little break and so um, once again, we're here on the Mother's Justice Show today um, on 1150 AM KKNW. And this is, of course, the Black Legacy Homeowner Takeover. We do this once a month, uh, courtesy of Reverend Harriet Walden uh, and her grace allowing us to use this platform to uh, reach community. So we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. The King County Sheriff's Office is proud to support the Mother's Justice Show. We're an equal opportunity employer that recruits, hires, and trains qualified and diverse police officers to practice constitutional policing throughout King County. With a starting salary of $62,000 a year, scheduled pay increases along the way, generous health, dental, and vision insurance, and a take-home car upon successful completion of field training. This can be an attractive and rewarding career. So join us and be a person that serves their community and helps to bring about positive change. For more information on becoming a member of King County Sheriff's Office, go to our website, kingcounty.gov slash D-E-P-T-S slash sheriff. That's kingcounty.gov slash departments slash sheriff. Or get more information by calling 206-263-KCSO. That's 206-263-KCSO. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com. Healing.com today. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp. 
That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. All right. We're back from our break. My name is Shikundi Salisbury, and I'm the executive director of the Black Legacy Homeowners Network. Uh, And we're taking over from Reverend Walden today on the Mother's Justice Show. Uh, We do this once a month. She's allowed us to take the platform and educate folks around the work that we're doing with the Black Legacy Homeowners Network. And our special guest today is uh, a brother named Caleb Jackson from the Uplift Investment Group. Uh, And so Caleb, before the break, we were just talking about, um, you know, generational wealth and the like, and, and, um, and what people think of that and, uh, and, and, and getting people to really understand the value. You talked a little bit about how, um, you know, in 2018, you started to see the dark side of the, of the, um, you know, of the industry, if you will, and how predatory it was. Uh, and, you know, you began this work. Uh, and I just wanted to take a minute to to have you kind of explain to folks, uh, you know, what is that work, right? So, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, you know, there's things called ADUs, there's things called DADUs, there's uh, where folks are doing multifamily and the like. Can you take a minute and just kind of walk us through the actual work of Uplift uh, Investment Group? And some of those terms that we have uh, in the industry, if you will, as we talk to uh, Black legacy homeowners about how they can improve uh, their property. Oh, you're still muted. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely do that. And um, yeah, it's a, it is a lot of terms, a lot of acronyms. Right. Um, ADUs, DADUs, uh, LR1, multifamily, right? And so... Um, it can be confusing, right? And that's that's kind of where our, our work centers at, is making this process as simple as possible, but also as specific as possible to the homeowner. And so what we do, um, as I mentioned before, is we're, we're navigators for current homeowners to create intergenerational wealth. And so what we do is we come in to a, a family and we help them understand their value, the actions that they can take to realize that value, and then we help them create a plan. And we call that plan their personalized wealth vision. Um, hmm. You know, you can spend a lot of time learning about real estate, and unless you plan to go into the industry, only a quarter of a percent is going to really matter about. It's going to really matter to what you want to do and what you should do with your property, right? And so what we do is we listen to the homeowner, listen about their family, understand the scope of them, and really empathize with them. And then we find what percents of real estate or housing intervention they're going to need. And then we give them a plan so that they can execute on that percent, right? Um, like, for instance, if you um, are going to build a multifamily house, you don't really need to learn about dadus, right? You or you're also not don't really need to figure out about an FHA loan because you're building 20 units. Now, if you're building four loan four units, maybe an FHA loan is possible, and maybe you should learn about dadus. And so we make sure that before we you know start bringing in all these confusing terms, we make sure it's right for that homeowner while we're giving them their unique wealth vision. Yeah, so no doubt. So so before you keep going, uh, 
Can you just take a minute and explain the, you know, just the terms for people that have never okay. heard? You know, dad who's to some people sounds like some kind of toy, <laughs> right? And so, yeah, can you just go ahead and 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 define what ADU, dad, DADU, and uh, what did you say, LR1? Like, what are those things? Okay, yeah, no, for sure. Okay, so everything starts with an SFR which is a single family residence, right? That's what most people have on their house is a, is a is a house, right? Now, if you add a mother-in-law or like a separate unit with a kitchen and bathroom and kind of uh, a, a house where it could be standalone, if you add something to that, that's called an ADU, which is an auxiliary dwelling unit or an additional dwelling unit, depending on who you talk to, right? And so you can add those underneath your house. You can add those to the side of your house and they'll still be connected. And those are still called ADUs. Now, if you make that extra residence separate from your house and there's like a walkway in between, a yard in between, but they're not touching, now it's a detached additional dwelling unit. And the acronym for that is DADU, right? Um, detached auxiliary dwelling unit. Um, and so those are the those are the, the the big three that you'll hear thrown around most in conversation is SFR, ADU, and ADADU. Um, when we talk about multifamily housing, um, and actually before I get to multifamily, there's another kind of house, which is called a cottage home. And those are small homes that can also go on one's property. And the reason I'm I'm, they might look the same to you, but the the reason that I'm mentioning them and is because they all have different regulations that are tied to them, right? Um, yeah, that's so, important. These regulations, man, they're, they're, they'll get us every time. Mm -hmm. you, can like, you can go and say, hey, I want to do a dadu, and you have a plan for a, for some cottage homes, and they'll be like, well, wait, where's this and where's that? And it'll, it'll throw you for a loop. Um, did I forget any of them? Oh, the the LR one. So that is that was actually a a a type of house, which is also really important because like LR one, LR two, um, uh, what's the other one? It's um, single lot, small lot family. I forgot what it's called. Um, yeah. but those are designations designations that tell you what you can do with your property, right? And so those are just as important, um to know and understand as well. A uh, quick example, and I was telling you about this on last Sunday when we met, it was a woman who wanted to do a, to do some small properties on her house. So uh, a couple of uh, dadus and adus. We looked at her house and she was zoned LR3, which means she could do a lot more than just a couple of tiny homes, you know, a couple of uh, um, uh, dadus. She could actually do a 16 unit apartment, right? Wow. But knowing what LR3 means, she didn't know, oh, I can do a lot here, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what's so funny about that story? Because I've been telling the people in the community is that, you know, even the most educated, so-called educated folks, right? Because we, you know, I've ran into a lot of people uh, and I use this as a way to recruit for the network because we have people on all spectrums of, of, of uh, you know, society, if you will, Black people. And you have some people that really know a lot, right? Degreed people. And sometimes they look at the network 
And they say, oh, well, I don't really need any resources right now. I'm good. You know, I don't I don't need any foreclosure assistance, cut, right? And I have to remind them that even the, even the best of us uh, who think we know what we're doing uh, don't necessarily know about that, right? And so, you know, you'll get somebody that has a true appraisal. Uh, they they may have, uh, uh, you know, they've got a commercial you know, whatever they they've got these different assessments of their home. They know what other homes sold for, so they think they know what their property's worth. Uh, and this is a place where we can get taken advantage of, like, and we so we look at our home thinking that it's a LR one, if you will, just a senior or, or a single family home, and you can only do these things. Uh, but a developer, somebody that's knocking on the door they've already done the research they know that they can put an apartment building there or a small group of condos or whatever and they know that that the value uh honestly is probably a lot more because it's the development value not necessarily the single family home value and so it's important for folks to be able to um you know allow people in come to a meeting talk with people because all of us, you know, no matter where you're at on the spectrum, I guess that's the point of me saying this is that no matter where you're at and, you know, even the most seasoned real estate agents learn stuff, right? Yeah. So why don't you think that, you know, <laughs> that you as this homeowner know everything, none of us know everything and we could most certainly benefit from, you know, these conversations, right? So, um, yeah, that's excellent, man. Uh, with these uh, ADUs and the DADUs and the like, and and just a just a recap, what you said was that you know an ADU is something where you could in fact put that in your basement, like and add mm -hmm. this extra door maybe and a, a basement entrance and put a kitchen and a bathroom down there. And next thing you know, that's it's still the same house. However, you've added this element to it where you can it, it's an additional dwelling unit for this other family maybe your kids come home you know like like uh, anita for example has an adu where her daughter is living now uh and her new family right uh and then of course we have members like um you know uh that uh uh, uh that larry uh Tooks, who has mm -hmm. created he has a dad do which is this entire house if you will that's in the back of his house Right. So we have a lot of members in the network. And that's what I get excited about when we talk about the Black Legacy Homeowners Network is not only do we have resident experts like yourself who are able to talk about uh, these different elements, we actually have members who have done the projects, done the construction. They've probably they've wasted a lot of money on mistakes and they're interested in telling the uh, the rest of us, hey, don't make the same mistakes I made. You know, and to that end, I'm right, really excited. You saw it last week. Um, is that uh, our our member, one of our great members, Larry, uh, actually is sharing the plans to his new home just to kind of motivate people. Obviously, those plans are for that site, and every site is a little bit different. But he just wants people to know that they can, in fact, do it. So we'll talk a little bit about ways that folks can actually get involved and really learn more. Uh, and, and kind of hit the ground running with some events that we have coming up. And uh, so we're going to go for the break right now, and we'll be right back. 
The King County Sheriff's Office is proud to support the Mother's Justice Show. We're an equal opportunity employer that recruits, hires, and trains qualified and diverse police officers to practice constitutional policing throughout King County. With a starting salary of $62,000 a year, scheduled pay increases along the way, generous health, dental, and vision insurance, and a take-home car upon successful completion of field training. This can be an attractive and rewarding career. So join us and be a person that serves their community and helps to bring about positive change. For more information on becoming a member of King County Sheriff's Office, go to our website, kingcounty.gov slash D-E-P-T-S slash sheriff. That's kingcounty.gov slash departments slash sheriff. Or get more information by calling 206-263-KCSO. That's 206-263-KCSO. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com healing.com today tell your friends about alternative talk 1150 all right welcome to the second half of the show here um if you're just joining us my name is shikundi salisbury and uh i'm filling in today we're taking over the mother's justice show here on 1150 a.m kknw uh and uh mother uh reverend walden has been gracious enough to allow us to use the platform to talk about the great work that we've been doing in the community around the Black Legacy Homeowners Network. Uh, And so uh, to that degree, we're here today and uh, and we've got a great guest uh, in the building, uh, Mr. Caleb Jackson of Uplift Investment Group. And so in the last segment, we talked a little bit about uh, the difference between the ways that Black homeowners, in fact, all homeowners can improve their property. We talked about things called ADUs and DADUs and and knowing the importance of uh, of what your zone, your property is zoned for, right? And uh, and to that end, I know we've got some, uh, because obviously this is a lot of information to care, you know, to to have to kind of keep up with on this short radio show. But to that end, we've got some exciting events coming up in addition to our monthly um, Black Legacy Homeowner meeting that we have at the Royal Esquire Club. Uh, I know that we've got an exciting event coming up on March 3rd that we're gonna be a part of. And uh, Caleb, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about that event on March 3rd and and the vision for it and, and what are some of the outcomes that we really want our folks and members and others to come and uh, and benefit and and learn from that. Yeah, no, for sure. So I'll, I'll say this: there's not many, you know, things that I that excite me in a way like this event does. I think it's imperative for every black homeowner to show up, um, and the reason for that is because of how important the content is. So. We all know what happened in the South End when the light rail came through and how housing prices went up and we had no idea about it. And we, a lot of us sold our property for a lot less than it was worth. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened in the central district when they upzoned it. And, you know, we saw our corridor just start getting these big multifamily housing coming up uh, and these 
addus and dadus pop up and we didn't understand that the legislation changed. So the value we thought we had, it, it wasn't that and our value went up. And so that's happening again with House Bill 1110 and with some of these other programs that the city of Seattle is putting up and the value of our properties have risen tremendously and will rise. These laws have already passed. They're just being, they're just being uh, flushed out before they give them to the public. But all developers, and I'm in the developer community, they all know about it. I know developers right now who are raising money start purchasing houses because of the new value that's getting ready to be bestowed upon a lot of the um, uh, houses in previously redlined areas, right? And so um, if I could sum up like what the event's message is to homeowners is yesterday's price is not today's price, right? <laughs> Tell them that, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday's price is not today's price. Your house is worth more. It's more important that you put it in a trust and create some generational wealth. And you need to know what that is and what's coming down the pipeline so you can communicate that effectively to your family, to 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 anybody in this ecosystem. And so um, it's really important. We'll have... Uh, now, now, before you go any further, first of all, uh, just as a reminder, this event that we're talking about is on March 3rd, and it's at Washington Hall. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's going to start about 3 p.m., is that correct? Yes, yes. It was, right, so, yes, so March 3rd, so write it down, you guys. Uh, this is March 3rd at Washington Hall, and we're calling all Black homeowners to really come into the space and learn about, uh, you know, what Caleb just mentioned, that yesterday's price is uh, not today's price. And uh, among other things, this is a part of a result of a House Bill 1110. And for those not familiar, House Bill 1110 allows all uh, neighborhoods, right? And most certainly that's our neighborhoods where we live. All neighborhoods will be able to have duplexes and fourplexes, right? Which means that little kind of house that was next to you and you kind of look at it and, hey, that's a cool, that's a cute little house. They could, in fact, uh, get bopped for their house. Somebody could knock on it or, you know, maybe somebody passes away and you come back and next thing you know, they building four, uh, a, a fourplex on there and it's, and it's taller than your house and you don't even... Uh, you can't even see the sun no more, right? So <laughs> it's important to uh, know about these things. And that's the importance of this event on March 3rd, which is a Sunday at Washington Hall at uh, 3 p.m. And we're going to have all the information on blacklegacyhomeowners.org. So I know, Caleb, that uh, in that event, we're super excited about not only some of the guest speakers, but also you're going to have some vendor tables there with contractors and other folks in the ecosystem. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. And so the, the aim of this is so that you guys can hear it straight from the horse's mouth. So we'll have people there from the city of Seattle. Um, we'll have people there representative of one of the pilots that they're doing. It's called the EDZ pilot, where uh, essentially it's where developers, nonprofits, and homeowners Work to develop, work together to develop property. Um, so there'll be representatives from that um, committee who are going to come and talk to us about the impl impl implications of that. Um, and so it's 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 like I said, it's really straight from the horse's mouth. They'll be there. As far as the vendor tables, 
um, you can look forward to those. Uh, what we want to do, like I said before, the, the key thing with the people who we're connecting you with is people who are experts in what they do and they are for the community, right? And so we'll have um, some lenders there. We'll have some other developers there. We'll have some architects, structural engineers, and we're going to have people who look like us, Black people, right? And as we know, not all skin folk are kin folk, but yeah, I was just ready to say that. So, <laughs> so, uh, I think you know what, and, I, and that's really exciting that we're going to have those people there. Uh, one of the things that I want to make sure that we have there, Caleb, right, is um, it's just some kind of reminder around due diligence, right? Mm -hmm. While while these folks are most certainly for community, they they say they're for community, uh, and their actions most certainly say that. Uh, and which is why uh, you're allowing them to even come and be a, a presenter or a um, vendor, if you will. Uh, it's important for all of us uh, as Black homeowners uh, and homeowners in general is to really uh, do our due diligence uh, and ask around, get some references, talk to the actual references, right? Not just the stars on, on Facebook or their website, Right, we don't really know if those things are real reviews, right? So uh, we're talking, we're not talking about a sneaker review or a bike review or even a car review. We're talking about your family's uh, wealth, potentially intergenerational wealth. And any time that you're going to put that kind of project uh, on the line, uh, you got to do your due diligence, right? And so you know um, that means again, like I just mentioned, really. Uh, uh, you know, interviewing these types of folks. It's great to meet people and build out your network. But when you start talking about real money uh, and your family's home and legacy, we have to do our due diligence. So one of the things I want to see us create, you know, in our partnership, they even hand out at that is a document that really says, hey, nice meeting everybody here today. But before I sign anything and before I put any kind of money down with any of y'all, I'm going to do my due diligence and here's a here's just a general checklist about working with people right and um yeah. so I think that that's really important and exciting that we get folks on there so Caleb um you know I just wanted to before we uh end on this and get going to the next segment I just wanted you to talk a little bit about this uh pilot program uh as you know it it it, it seemed a little controversial uh, and that, which is why I'm encouraging people to come out to this event and, and ask really hard questions, right? Because what we've heard, and we most certainly want to hear all sides of the story before making any type of judgments, but what we've heard is in this particular program, uh, they'll be asking homeowners and obviously most likely black homeowners to in fact sell their property uh, in exchange for maybe perhaps one of the units, right? And so in the scenario in my mind, and that might, you know, it may, may or may not be correct, um, is that you in fact uh, inherit Big Mama's house and maybe it's a small cottage or a smaller house like mine, 11, you know, 1100 square feet, but it's on a 6,000 foot lot. And so the city under this program in my mind, I, you know, I'm just trying to speak it through, could come in and say, hey, you know, we've uh, there's a the nonprofit and the developer have all partnered, and we'd like to buy your lot from you, if you will, uh, and then we want to trade uh, uh, your um, 
you know, we're, we're going to build however, how many units, depending on the zoning, LR1, 2, 3, or what have you. Uh, and you'll get one of those units, uh, but you won't have any particular equity in the, in the project any longer. You'll just get to live there. Uh, and so that's my understanding of this program. And, and I know that some people have that, but again, there's a lot of confusion. So I just wanted you to talk a little bit about that and, um, and your understanding of it. And, you know, and of course, why it's a reason for people to come out, as you said, and hear it from the horse's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And I, I, I'd like to share on that and I can talk for a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. We talked about it. So, so it's called the EDZ pilot is the unofficial name and essentially what it is is so let's say for instance that woman that i spoke about early who can do 16 units on her property right if she partners with a nonprofit, well instead of doing 16 units now she can do let's say um 40 units on her property right so having a homeowner and an and a nonprofit partner you can do more um and the bill was created, right, um, to do that. Now, here is where it gets com- it's it's a it's a it's really a wicked problem. Um, there are there's just there's a lot of nuances to it. Now, to do forty units is going to cost about let's say ten million dollars. There's not many homeowners or nonprofits who can come up with $10 million or even a down payment on that to do this kind of projects, right? So now the bill also, or the policy also allows for a for-profit developer to come in and partner with the nonprofit and with the homeowner, right? And so the spirit of it, you know, and when I've talked to the city, the spirit of it was in the right place, right? And it was like, oh, we're going to make sure that the developer can't buy the house. They have to work with the homeowner and then the homeowner doesn't get displaced. And that's what like they were thinking. Um, What I reminded them of was that, hey, these are still developers, right? And they're still gonna look out for their best interest. And if they can get that property for a a low amount, the price of one unit may be less than they would have had to buy it in general if they would have just bought it outright, right? And so you can't, when you do these kind of policies, you have to look at it from the community member's mind and from their perspective. And so what, you know, what I've been saying a lot, like I said, I think that we need to have this question so they can hear, like you said, the tough questions from the community. How do you, how do you ensure that I get my fair do with this project, right? How do you make sure that I'm not getting manipulated? You don't know what they bought the property from me for. You don't know what kind of partnership agreement I'm in. You know that what they can build and, they're going to build these houses that, you know, the city wants done, they've done levies and all kind of stuff. But how do you make sure me, the community member who's been here for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, gets what I'm due? Um, I personally think that it needs to be equity, that all these deals need to have equity towards the, the homeowner, needs to participate in the equity growth of this. Um, that's my two cents. Um, I think without that, it's a very good chance that this could get um, predatory. Uh, so that's, but I think that, you know, the, the, the main thing that I want to do is not really insert what I think is just like, okay, let's answer some questions and make sure that this is right for us. And that's what, you know, the event should be able to do. You're muted. Uh, 
Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, one of the things that, and that's why it's so important that we come out. A lot of people ask, because they say, well, why are your meetings all in person in this? And like, because, you know, it's just a different vibe when you can come, you can see the body, the language of folks, their their energy. Uh, and, and then you have, you know, people that look like you in the room and it becomes just like this safe space uh, for us to be able to ask those kind of questions. Uh, uh, and it often empowers the next person to be able to ask the same question. Uh, and another reason why we like meeting in person too is that, um, Oftentimes, you know, the neighbor next to you kind of has the story, right? And so, um, you know, again, this event is going to be on March 3rd, right? And it's powered, of course, by Black Legacy Homeowners and Uplift Investment Group. And it's going to be at Washington Hall, March 3rd uh, at Washington Hall. And we most certainly will have all of the promotion, the link the, to RSVP. Uh, and we'll hear about some of these, uh, you know, somewhat uh, innovative programs that the city is looking for to uh, to increase density. Uh, and we'll have a chance to uh, meet some of these excellent people who are in the space, who are doing the work. Uh, and then we'll also have some other uh, educational tools that we're working on in partnership with Uplift uh, Investment Group and Caleb, of course, around how do we uh, just create tools to educate our community. Uh, one of the things we're excited about is this, uh, you know, our basically kind of overview, uh, the property uh, improvement uh, overview guide, if you will, that we're going to create uh, in partnership with Uplift to be able to hand out to our members uh, in the in the network. And so, yeah, lots of exciting things coming up. Uh, with the program. Now, uh, Caleb, before we go, we've only got about uh, five or six minutes left here. So I just wanted to give you a chance to talk uh, specifically around some of the other work that Uplift Investment Group is doing. I know when we talked, um, so you've obviously you've got this work uh, and you're being a resource to our members and more, but uh, you told me about the work of the actual, um, you know, like you said, the handholding, if you will, on people with their projects, and uh, and then of course the actual building of projects, and and you know you kind of have this pipeline, and and right now uh, you've got, you know, there's a there's a waiting list for for some of your services. Can you just kind of break down uh, again? Uh, in the few minutes that we have left, the services and what you're working on with Uplift uh, Investment Group uh, currently and what you're looking for in the future. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, so, yeah, so I think that the, the main the main thing that we're really focused on is being that housing navigator, um, really like you really like holding the community members hand through this process. Um, it's like I said, there's a lot of different services and interventions that each homeowner can do, and not all of them are easily accessible and not all of them are easy to understand. And so we like to make sure, you know, we walk you through till impact until we see that you reached them, you've gotten the service and, um, that's a done deal. Um, and that could be anything. I think one of the main things that people underestimate especially with um, developing is, okay, you know what you can do with your property. How are you going to pay for it, right? You're That's right. something that 
you know, there's a million different loan products and a million different banks. Are we talking about a credit union, hard money? Um, is it FDIC insured? If you're borrowing money, how do you write a prom a private promissory note? Can you raise money? Is there crowdfunding? There's a bunch of different ways to that, you know, to raise that money or get that money for construction. What's the best way for you? And, you know, and that's a very personalized thing to understand. Right. And that's something that we also help with. Um, so all these different nuances when it comes to housing intervention, whether development, um, uh, whether it is helping you figure out a weatherization program or something like that, we want to make sure that these homeowners get the impact. And that's the navigation thing that we're really, really focused on. The other thing that we do, and I'll mention real quick, is we also do do um, development. We are booked right now uh, with what we're with our pipeline, and so uh, it's 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 a good problem to have. A lot of the stuff that we do with the navigation and with the development is based off our funding, right? We are this is all free to homeowners, by the way. I didn't say it before. This is one hundred percent free to homeowners, not the development, but the navigation is one hundred percent free. And so we can only go as fast as the resources that we have. And, um, you know, we, we we try to do as much as what we can. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's really excellent. And, you know, and, and like I said, we've got, you know, from uh, from our meetings and just talking to different members in the network, it seems like we have kind of uh, uh, our, our members fall into like three different buckets, right? You most certainly have the um, the person who realizes they have a big yard, and you know it probably makes sense to do this uh, something, but they don't really know the difference between a DADU, an ADU, and they don't really know what their property is zoned, and they most certainly are not ready to move forward financially, right? They're just kind of like, hey, what's going on? And this seems cool, right? Then we have the second bucket of people or tier, if you will, and they they they're familiar with some of the terminology. They've done a little homework. Uh, they they may or may not have some some funding, but they know they want to do something now or within the next you know 24 months. They want to break ground, right? Uh, and they want to have a project, but they they're not quite sure where to start. They're kind of maybe they're leery about who to hire, right? Because that's a lot of money, as we talked about, you know. So maybe they're a little gun shy around pulling the trigger on uh on hiring a you know a consultant or a builder that's going to help navigate that process right and and that's most certainly where uplift can uh investment group can come in and then of course we've got the seasoned uh developer person if you will uh like larry uh Tooks, who again has built a dadu Amish property and he's getting ready to tear down his um the house he lives in now and build a new house You've got members like Anita, uh, you know, or Mike Daniels up on Beacon Hill, who has several properties, and they're in the interest of, uh, of, of you know, their questions or needs, if you will, are really about how to work better with the city of Seattle around inspections and permits. Like they have very specific, you know, issues right around who's a good contractor for blah, 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 right? Like they know what they want. They've had some plans. They're in the middle of it or completed a project uh, and they're a resource to others. And that just seems like kind of like the three tiers of uh, of homeowners that, that we're running into 
uh, what, what, what did you say to that? Well, you know, what, is that kind of what you ran into as well? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that we kind of focus on the, the first two, right? Yeah. Like we've, got, we've gotten some in the third one too, who are usually the people in the third, like you said, there's very specific questions. Eight times out of 10, those questions are around money to like do the next project. Right. Right. So, but the, the people in the first two, definitely it's, it's, you know, it's, it's unknown unknowns, you know, they want to know what they don't know. They want to know what they don't know and find that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think one of the, my favorite parts about this work is like, you know, the first meeting we have with homeowners, they're always like, okay, I want to do this. And I'm thinking about this and I've heard this. And like, during that first two where they're just like, you know, throwing ideas out there and it's like, okay, let's back up. Right. Let's not think about the house. What do you want? Like, what do you want? Like, what's like, what's the goal here? What are we looking to do? Well, I want to build an ADU, but like, but, but why do you need income? Like what's your retirement? Like, let's, let's figure out what the plan is. And then once we figure out like what the goal is, then we can move in the direction that we want to. But if we don't do that, then we're going to just be throwing things at the wall, this whole process. Yeah. Like, we do this and do that. So <laughs> they might end up on that show, How I Wrecked My House. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what, man? I really appreciate you coming on to the show today, uh, Caleb from Uplift Investment Group. You know, how can people uh, get in touch with you? Like, if they're, especially if they're in that second tier, they know they want to do something, they need some help, they need a little direction. Uh, most certainly, that's what your company does, uh, and you do it for community. Can you uh, give us how we can contact you? Yeah, so you can contact us on our website, which is uh, upliftig.com. That's www.upliftig.com. We have a contact form. You can schedule um, uh, an, an initial meeting with us. And so everything is on there. Like I said, it might be a little bit of time before we get back to you, but we're going to get back to you. We want to work with you. We want to help you. Uh, but that's the best way to do it. Um, also, you can email me. My email is Caleb at upliftig.com and just let me know uh, what you need help with. And I'm yeah, here. and that's Caleb with a C, C A L E P at upliftig. Uh, and so, yeah, you know what? This is uh, excellent that you were able to come on to the show today. We're really excited. Uh, if you didn't, uh, if you're just tuning in or catching the end of this, we're having an amazing event on March 3rd at Washington Hall. Uh, uh, beginning at 3 p.m. And we're going to have all types of speakers and some vendors that are really all about uh, how we as Black homeowners can improve and make sure we have we have the best value uh, and around our property. And for more information about the Black Legacy Homeowners, make sure you log on to blacklegacyhomeowners.org uh, and follow us on socials. We're, of course, on Facebook, uh, Instagram and uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, even though that platform doesn't uh, really have the best for us as Black people, uh, but we are on there for the share information. So again, I want to thank folks for uh, for uh, tuning in today, and I want to thank Reverend Walden for the platform. We'll see you next month right here on the Mother's Justice Show in the Black Legacy Homeowner Edition. <laughs>